0: to disparage jewish people jewish wisdom or judaism to value jesus and his ethical teachings there is so much good in the jesus story that can benefit our communities today as we seek to to live out the the golden rule and Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 404. Our title this week is Jesus and Antisemitism, and our reading is from the Gospel of Luke. This is Luke 4, 21 through Thirty. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, Is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, Doubtless you will quote this proverb, Doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, Do hear also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did in Capernaum. And he said, Truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown, but the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a severe famine all over the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to the widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through their midst and went on his way. So there's a lot in this week's uh, reading, and the author of Luke's Gospel is elaborating first on a theme of, of Jesus's hometown rejection, and he's doing it by using a, or, or they're doing it by by using a contemporary proverb about a doctor being admonished to cure their own ailment. This narrative first appears in Mark it's then expanded in Matthew's gospel and then here we find it elaborated on even further in men and Luke here are both Mark and Matthew's versions in mark 6 1 through 6 let's compare it says he left the place and came to his hometown and his disciples followed him on the Sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were astounded they said where did this man get all this what is this wisdom that has been given to him what deeds of power are being done by his hands, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? and they took offense at him then Jesus said to them prophets are not without honor except in their hometown and among their own kin and in their own house and he could not and he could do no deed of power there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them and he was amazed at their unbelief in Matthew's version we read in Matthew 13 54 through 58 he came to his home da- hometown and began to teach the people in their synagogue so they were astounded and said where did this man get this wisdom and these deeds of power. Is this is not this the carpenter's son? Is not the, uh, his mother called Mary? And not his brother, uh, his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? Uh, and are not all his sisters with us? Where did he, Where did this man get all this? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, "Prophets are not without honor, except in their own country and in their own house. And he did not do many deeds of power there." because of their unbelief so you luke adds uh, this saying this proverb of doctor cure yourself this is the first edition that that luke's gospel makes uh, so often when for example black and hispanic people object to say something like police brutality white people seek to divert the attention away from police with uh, the, the this rhetoric of black-on-black black violence, or that narrative, or that argument. And this is a way of telling these communities to cure yourself. It's the same thing that we find in our story this week. Rather than hold up law enforcement to scrutiny, they're saying the community, you know, doctor, heal yourself. When there's an effort to hold oppressors accountable, oppressors and those who support them change the subject, and they find fault with the victim in an ad hominem attack. This proverb also reminds me of a Twitter conversation where I was speaking of the differences between systemic injustice and personal or private injustice and one twitter user replied you change your system and let us know how that goes and 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 then made some comment about poor people needing to be made to work by contrast i saw a meme this week that said the role of prophetic christianity is to hold society accountable but i think christianity needs to heal itself first in matters of justice and equity before it should speak over the rest of society. Christians have little credibility critiquing other groups when there's so much housekeeping that, that needs to be done inside Christianity. We do not want to be open to the charges of hypocrisy. So there's a time when Dr. Heal Yourself is being used by oppressors to change the subject. There's another time where I think as Christians, we do need to heal ourselves first before we have any... Uh, ability, credibility, to, to speak into the lives of others or in the systems of, of our society. With this story, Luke also foreshadows how Jesus would later be mocked at his execution. In Luke 23, 35, the people stood by watching, but the leader scoffed at him and said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is the anointed of God, God's chosen one. So that's that's not all, though, that Luke is foreshadowing in this story. The, the, the author of Luke is also laying the foundation for a tension that emerges between Jewish and Gentile Jesus followers in the early Jesus movement. By the time Luke is written, Gentile followers of Jesus already want to distance, distance themselves from, from the Jewish community in the eyes of the Roman Empire. And this story illustrates that. In this story, Luke Jesus uses two ancient Jewish folk stories. The first one is in 1 Kings 17, 1-16, and the second one is in 2 Kings 5, 1-14. through And, and, and he's, he's using these two Jewish folk stories to justify including Gentiles in his community. And Luke then paints the Jewish audience as becoming homicidally angry at even the notion that Gentiles should be included. And I find this odd, because usually when one group speaks ill of another in these stories, it's not the Jewish people or Jewish followers speaking ill of Gentiles. It's Gentile Jesus followers speaking ill of Jewish people later on in Acts, we 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 read, after they, and it's talking about local Jewish leaders, had set a day to meet with him, they came to him at his lodging in great numbers. From morning until evening, he, talking about Paul, explained the matter to them, testifying to the kingdom of God and trying to convince them about Jesus, both from the law of Moses and from the prophets. Some were convinced by what he said, while others refused to believe, so they disagreed with each other. And as they were leaving, Paul made one further statement. The Holy Spirit was right and saying to your ancestors through the prophet Isaiah, Go to this people and say, You will indeed listen, but never understand. You will indeed look, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes, so that they might not look with their eyes, listen with their ears, understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. Let it be known to you then that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles, they will listen." Our story this week, it doesn't direct our focus to those Gentiles or how much they want to exclude Jewish people. It focuses on those Jewish people and how deeply and violently they hate having to share a world with Gentiles. In Luke and Acts both, Remember both of those books were written by Gentiles, the group of believers that won the early Jesus movement. And this week's reading, it paints the people sitting in the synagogue with Jesus that Sabbath day in the worst possible light. This mischaracterization of Jewish people in later versions of the Jesus story, it has proven so harmful. Gentile Christians have committed grave Arm against Jewish people throughout history because of how our Jesus story is written. And as the adage goes, history is told by the conquerors. And as the Jesus community became primarily Gentile, It added these anti-Jewish elements to our sacred story, subtly painting Jewish people in those stories, and even Jesus himself is anti-Jewish. In our society, again, whenever people call for inclusion or equity for, say, black or brown people, some white or other voices allege that these efforts are somehow harmful to white people making the united states a, a multi-racial democracy is accused of being anti white people it's being it's it's actually being pro all people instead but 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 again the, the, being pro all people has to somehow be anti white people and looking back at luke i wonder how much of the jewish bigotry toward Gentiles that we read in the Gospels is really Greek-speaking Jesus followers seeking to paint their Jewish peers in the worst possible light to justify the distance that they wanted between Christianity and Judaism. It's been quite effective. How do you disparage a community that you are bigoted against? Will you accuse them of murderous bigotry toward you instead? And, and and though there were, I'll admit, there were competing Jewish voices within Jesus' own Jewish society with varied Jewish attitudes towards Gentiles. I'm thinking of the difference between the teachings of the school of Hillel and the school of Shammai. And, if, if, if those are new ideas for you, um, I want to recommend Rabbi Harvey Falk's book, Jesus the Pharisee, A New Look at the Jewishness of Jesus. But But remember, Judaism itself has always taught that there are those deemed righteous among all nations, Jewish and non-Jewish alike. And unfortunately, this anti-Jewish theme paved the way for the Roman Empire when it finally absorbed Christianity as Rome's official state religion to escape being held accountable for executing Jesus. Remember, it was the Roman Empire that executed Jesus, and instead, Roman Christianity scapegoated the Jewish people and blamed them for Jewish for Jesus' execution. Christian anti-Semitism it has continued to evolve, so much so that in certain eras, we find anti-Semitic Christians opposed, even to the reminder that Jesus himself was a Jew. We can do better today. We don't have to disparage Jewish people, Jewish wisdom, or Judaism to value Jesus and his ethical teachings. There is so much good in the Jesus story that can benefit our communities today as we seek to to live out the the golden rule and, and shape our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. We have to remember that everyone, it genuinely means everyone, including Jewish people. And that means that we have to be honest about the harmful way Christian narratives have been told in the past and and are still told today. We have to name those harmful story elements in our text. And and again, I believe we can and we must do better. Some Christians today are are, are doing better, and not just for our Jewish friends. They're raising consciousness uh, of how Christianity has been used to harm indigenous people, migrant populations, non-white, non-European people women, the LGBTQ community, and, and so many more. Jesus followers today, we have a responsibility to make sure our own house is in order first. Before we can be of any help to anyone else with the speck that may be in their eye, we have to attend to the beam that has been and still is in many cases in our own. Heart group application this week Share something that spoke to you from this week's e or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, what areas of injustice are you engaging presently within your own faith community? What changes are you working toward? And discuss that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Thanks for checking in with us today right where you are. Keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week.